Hello everyone, welcome to the 11th episode of Live with DVG. Today we're going to take a look at the coronavirus and how it's going to affect the economy and government moving forward. I hope you guys enjoy. Shut up and sit down. What's up, guys? Welcome to the 11th episode. It's been a while. Things have been crazy with the kids. But I just wanted to go into a few things. Um, first and foremost, I hope you're all safe out there and doing really well. Uh, but I've been really thinking about this pandemic a lot lately. And I kind of want to go through like the top five things that I think are going to change the economy, that are going to change consumer behavior and change government. So first and foremost, um, I just want to say uh, thank you to everyone that's been listening uh, to my episodes. Uh, our last interview with Amanda Bird uh, just broke a few records for me. Um, our subscribers have gone up and our listens have gone up. That's fantastic. I hope you guys continue to follow me on social media, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and uh, TikTok. Um, I hope you guys keep following me and thank you so much. Leave a review at any of your podcast locations. Uh, we're still waiting for Apple podcasts to accept us with the coronavirus. Uh, that's been delayed a little bit. So thank you to everyone for all the support. And now let's kind of get into this episode a little bit more. Uh, I just want to say the first thing that I'm really noticing about the coronavirus affecting the economy is remote work for a long time. I would say that corporate America and a lot of uh, other organizations have been somewhat reluctant to fully embrace uh, remote work or telecommuting. Um, and I think a lot of re uh, a lot of reasons for that is because um, supervision is very hard. Um, it's hard to really supervise your employees properly when they work from home. So there was a lot of apprehension from there. And um, I really do think... Uh, that I, I do see remote work becoming a thing, becoming much more accessible. Do I see another pandemic happening again? Uh, probably. I mean, the last time we had something like this was the Spanish flu of 1918. Um, and I think becoming an increasingly global world, we're going to start seeing it more. I think businesses, especially corporate America, are going to start planning for work from home strategies, remote work strategies. And also, I think there's an inherent benefit to it when you're cutting down commute times for employees, um, when you are in, when you're actually listening to your employees. A lot of employees want telecommuting. They want to work from home. Uh, they like having that freedom, flexibility, and autonomy. I see corporate America embracing that and expanding that more. Uh, so that's one thing. The second thing, and this is going to surprise a lot of people, I think that this benefited the esports industry. Yes, because I think esports will take over in about 20, 20 to 30 years. I think it's going to become a lot bigger than it actually is. Thank you, Twitch. But um, we saw sporting events canceled throughout the country, and the only one that didn't cancel were esports. Esports kept going. And I'd also like to mention that uh, Twitch viewership is up as a result of the quarantine. We're also seeing a lot of people playing video games. It's something that's accessible to everyone. It's a lot easier 
to logistically plan a sporting event when it's completely remote and over the internet. And as the fourth industrial revolution is coming and the internet and automation take over, I see esports playing a bigger role in the sporting world. Now, does that mean basketball and soccer are going to go by the wayside? No, those are still going to be things. Definitely. Sports are still going to have that component. And I do think the NBA is taking over. But esports is definitely getting a lot bigger. It's getting more um, recognition from existing uh, sports uh, pundits, leagues, um, athletes. I think it's becoming a thing on its own. Really impressive watching that. Um, the third thing that I'm really going to see with the coronavirus is we're going to really see if our multi-payer healthcare system in the United States can handle an epidemic as well as um, single-payer systems in Europe and, and the rest of the world. Um, the reason why I say that is um, when I've been looking at working conditions for nurses in hospitals on social media and through anecdotal evidence and through news reports, we've seen a lack of protective equipment for nurses, which is not good. Um, whether or not these private hospitals are not providing them because of they're just overwhelmed or they're not providing them because maybe they want to save money and they're pushing it towards other areas. I really do think that having this decentralized multi-payer system, coronavirus is going to test that. And depending on how our system handles it, I think it's going to either strengthen the argument to keep that system or it's going to push us more in a progressive direction, which is to say replacing that system with single payer. Um, I really think that that is a reality um, because we saw um, in Italy the system get overwhelmed and Italy has a single payer system. And depending on how each one reacted differently, obviously there are two different countries, two different contexts, uh, similar issues with the corona, but different healthcare systems, radically different healthcare systems. So we're going to see like how countries are handling it, whether uh, their healthcare system can really uh, handle a pandemic. And if it doesn't, maybe that strengthens the argument for having uh, single payer healthcare. So that's, that's going to be a big thing. Um, the fourth thing that I've really noticed about the corona virus taking over is uh, digital learning is becoming increasingly um, used as a tool to substitute in-class learning. And what's really struck me about it is that right now, almost every kid in America is digitally learning. And I think that's a revolution for that sector of education and maybe could improve education if we decentralize it if it makes the costs go down, if we can provide more opportunities for students. But also, um, the downside to the increase in digital learning from the coronavirus is that parents didn't ask to homeschool their children, so to speak, quote-unquote. Technically, they're not homeschooling them, but you guys get it. Um, so, basically, yeah, I mean, it's nobody asked for this, nobody wanted this, so it's kind of like... Um, a real test for digital learning and it'll really give us a good amount of evidence to see how effective it is uh, versus in-class learning. So, um, although it might, it might not, <laughs> I mean, the coronavirus could have a, a impact in other ways. So yeah. And the last thing that I think the coronavirus is going to change about the United States is how we handle national emergencies and our preparedness for What's going to become more increasingly common, more pandemics, more infectious diseases. Um, 
watching the president's response is not necessarily the best. And I don't like to insert my opinion into this podcast too much. Uh, for my personal Twitter page, that's where you'll find all that. Um, uh, Twitter handle at a Jaeger VG. Um, but the thing is, is that the president and the U.S. government as a whole did not respond very well to the coronavirus. Um, we've seen a lot of states really step up, uh, Ohio and New York and California and uh, Florida. So we've seen a lot of these governors, both Republican and Democrat, uh, really take really solid leadership roles. And it really makes you wonder the reason why they have to do that is because the federal government was totally ill-equipped to handle this situation. Uh, how we change that going forward is very important. Um, now, Trump did cut that agency or that organization um, in 2018. Uh, that's going to get a lot of criticism. Um, in 2017, the Obama administration had prepared the Trump administration for a possible influenza-like outbreak. Um so really, we're going to see how the U.S. government does. Um, I think it's going to be very interesting going forward, the new role of the CDC and the NIH and how we prevent infectious diseases. I'm, I'm really hoping that as an American, uh, we can be better prepared for the next pandemic or even worse, a biological attack or um, a massive outbreak or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We need a better system in place as Americans to um, support our public health system. So I think that that is crucial. I think we need to look at that. Uh, as far as how the election is going to play out, and a little bonus tip here, the Trump approval ratings have not gone down because it's a pandemic, but they haven't gone up because the economy is on a, on, on freeze. Um, so how it's going to affect the election. It could swing in Biden's favor because he has a face of the status quo of normalcy uh, that could help him. It could swing in Trump's favor because Democrats were seen as using the situation to leverage new additional spending. We're going to see how that all plays out. So, yeah, I mean, I hope you guys enjoyed that. That was a little dangent for you. I know I haven't been posting much recently, but um, I'm hoping to get more content out every single day. Uh, I have a new phone, like a super phone. I'll be able to record podcasts on my phone and upload them quicker. So, and I have a really nice phone to do it. So I'm hoping to get all that information in my hand, all the editing and everything, and just get it out to you guys. And I really love you guys. I love the support. Amanda Bird also was an excellent guest. I'd love to have her on again. Um, I just want to say I'm really happy with the amount of positive feedback I got uh, from the last couple episodes. I love you guys. Uh, please leave a review of the podcast. Please also subscribe so that you get the newest, latest episodes. The biggest channels I'm on are Google Podcasts and Spotify. We're still waiting on Apple and we're having technical difficulties with Stitcher. But with the coronavirus going on, I don't see us expanding. Also available on a countless amount of other smaller uh, hosting sites. So, uh, yeah. So just check me out on there. Also remember to like me on Facebook, uh, Live with DVG. Follow me on Twitter, uh, DVG underscore W. Um, Instagram, Live with DVG. Um, those are my main places that I post. Um, 
I also am on LinkedIn under my personal LinkedIn, Daniel Van Gordon. If you guys want to connect with me on there, if you want to do an interview, come on. Uh, if you got a really nice resume and you want to talk about entrepreneurship, politics, or culture, uh, I really want to have you on. Uh, but thank you guys so much for all the support. Also, I want to do more investments in the show in terms of marketing. So it would be really awesome if you guys chipped in a buck, five bucks. Uh, you can go to Anchor and you can contribute to the podcast and you can do it that way. So uh, just go to my Anchor page and it'll ask you to support this podcast because I want to keep this going, you guys. So anyways, I hope you all stay safe and stay quarantined and stay isolated. Have a good day. Goodbye. Love you all. Stay positive. Bye. 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 Bye.